Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Many doubted we'd ever see it. But here it is. The return to glory. Look, you don't have to be a golf fan to realize that that was a historic moment yesterday. 14 years after Tiger Woods last won the Masters, he did so again yesterday. And the announcer guy was right. Nobody thought, nobody really seriously thought that that would ever happen again. And Tiger included. And yet it did. So it was, it was amazing to see it all unfold yesterday. You know, just the fact that he was competing for the win and had to come from behind to do it, something he had never done before in, in all of his, his wins. Winning all of those majors before wasn't a position he was used to being in. And obviously, you know, as it was getting closer to the end, it was looking very likely, increasingly likely. There was still a possibility that it could go sideways. Even that, that tap in there, you know, weird things can happen in golf. And I think for casual fans and all the people who were suddenly t- you know, tuning in yesterday to see if it was really going to happen, it would have been incredibly disappointing. Now, maybe for golf purists, you know, you look at it and maybe you got your player that you cheer for. Tiger didn't win. Somebody else would have. It's still the Masters after all. But for everybody else, it was either Tiger wins and this is amazing or he doesn't and it's a huge disappointment. I think that's kind of what it came down to yesterday. We all love a comeback story. You know, when Tiger was at the top, when Tiger was dominating golf, we weren't reacting to his wins like this. It's, ah, there he goes again, winning another one. But obviously everything he's been through, and as down as he was, to see him rise to those heights again, it was, it was quite something. Joining us uh, for some thoughts uh, on what it all means, very pleased to welcome to the program Scott Stinson, national sports columnist for Post Media. Scott, great to have you with us here. Welcome to the program. Thanks for having me on, Rob. And we've talked before, you know, about whether Tiger could actually uh, get back to that position, what it would mean for golf, and and why Mm -hmm. everyone has such a vested interest in it. I mean, just your thoughts, I guess, on on what made it so captivating yesterday. Yeah, I mean, so there's all kinds of stuff, right? I mean, part of it is just how complete and total his fall was. There was the fact that he hadn't competed at a high level in golf for a number of years until very recently. And even there last year, it seemed like we were sort of, we were seeing the ceiling of Tiger Woods, even a healthy and, and kind of shockingly uh, competent Tiger Woods. Cause it really came out of nowhere, nowhere last year. Um, he wasn't able to, to finish the deal at the majors and, and to me, that was where that was the first time that I really felt like well, I don't think he's going to do it again. Because even though he had overcome the health issues, it seemed clear that he wasn't frightening away the competition the way he did in his prime. And and it actually took me until last year to, to sort of reach that conclusion that it was going to take you know something close to a, a perfect week for him to pull it off. And and then you have all the stuff in the background of. Um, the fact that he hadn't been at a high level for a long time, the going through the very messy and awkward public divorce, the multiple knee surgeries, the multiple neck and back surgeries, the fact that it was less than two years ago, Rob, that he was 
caught with the DUI situation yeah. where he was basically asleep at the wheel and apparently had, you know, was all kinds of painkillers in his system. I mean, it was just a, like almost in, in a very narrow sports way, a, a tragedy of sorts because he had been this super dominant athlete and had just clearly fallen so, so far and had tried to come back several times. And so I think we'd all just kind of got to peace of in with the world in which Tiger Woods was a great athlete once upon a time and he was never going to amount to, you know, the sort of career that we always imagined he would have 15 years ago. And then all of a sudden, like he was back and he was, he was doing this thing on Sunday at the masters. And again, I think almost you sort of come to peace with it because it looked like he maybe wasn't going to do it. He was two shots back with seven holes to play. And then boom, he ends up, you know, as you say, sort of in the lead all of a sudden with a few holes to go. And it just made for compelling theater. And I, I mean, I think you saw the reaction there in Augusta that by the time he did it, pretty much everybody was on board. I'm not even sure his playing partners were that <laughs> because it was such a neat scene, the way it all unfolded. So, yeah, it was just, you know, we'll never see something like it again on a golf course in terms of of the the many years of build up to a to a tournament like that and to have it happen and to have it work out that way was just something to see yeah it was it was a crazy story i mean i think when you list off everything the tiger's been through it it's kind of like it had to be all of those things for it to be this compelling right the further down he went the mm-hmm. more captivating his his rise is if it had just been you know one of those things oh he cheated on his wife what a loser right none of us would care oh he had a dui what a jerk we wouldn't right. care but it's you know all of it together it's it, it becomes at some point it just becomes captivating um, yeah, it's, it is captivating in the sense of, um, it's just a human interest story, right? I yeah. mean, he goes from, it's a sports story. If he comes back after a, a break from the game due to a knee injury or whatever, and you go, wow, that was interesting, but he was able to, you know, he was always so much better than everybody else, but it's because he had fallen so far and had all these personal problems. And I got to say in the interim, there was a lot that sort of came out about, he was a very, he is kind of an odd fellow and had real problems in his personal life after his father died. Like he had grown up in this situation where his father was this huge looming influence in his life. And then he passed away and it seemed like Woods was kind of rudderless for a long time, tried to find meaning in his life by throwing himself into military training and all kinds of things that were sort of a way to try to connect himself with his father this is all like stuff that's on the public record. It all painted this picture of a guy who seemed strangely lonely and unsatisfied for somebody who was so wildly successful and as rich as a pharaoh. Um, and then, you know, all that time goes by and everyone kind of writes him off. And then to see the way it happened and his family was there and his kids are not grown up, but they're certainly a lot older than I think most people remember them being back when he was, you know, successful for the first time. It's, it's, yeah, it just made it all, all wrapped up into a story of, I'm sure there were some people out there with their arms crossed and angry at the fact that Tiger Woods was stealing the spotlight again. Mm -hmm. But I think for the most part, people were kind of reveling in the fact that this was a guy who had fallen as far as it was possible to fall and was now somehow, uh, you know, against all the evidence uh, on top of the golf golf world again. Yeah, well, I mean, the Masters has prestige, whether or not Tiger's there, and and obviously there there are a lot of well known golfers who were participating in that tournament yesterday. But sure. 
you know, there would have been nowhere near the level of interest from at least, you know, mainstream kind of casual or even not even casual at all. Not even golf fans at all were watching this yesterday. I mean, it made it such a, a huge event. Yeah, we saw something uh, of of his impact last season when he first started to compete again at a high level and was was making uh, was found himself in contention on Sunday in like random tournaments, not majors, but you know, Tory Pines and and I, I don't remember off the top of my head, but there was a few at the start of last year, and even there, the various television networks were saying that the ratings for these events were the highest ratings anybody had had for a golf tournament in years, uh, especially outside of a major championship. And it just underlined that, you know, there's Tiger Woods and there's everybody else in terms of attention. And for all the talented young golfers who have come along in his wake, whether it's Rory McIlroy or Joe Jordan Spieth or Justin Thomas or make your pick, these guys just haven't, captured the public's imagination in a way that Woods did. I mean, he was at his apex. It was like you're in the conversation with Michael Jordan and with Muhammad Mm -hmm. Ali and people who are just outsized people. And so anyone who even isn't even a golf fan or even a sports fan is familiar with Tiger Woods. And so when he all of a sudden comes back from the dead career wise and is, is, fighting for the masters it brings in an audience that uh would never normally consider watching golf on a random sunday right i mean it, i i would compare it to boxing when you have i mean floyd mayweather floyd mayweather maybe but going back even to mike tyson where mike tyson is yeah. just ever present you know he's so instantly recognizable household name around the world is that good for boxing because you know nobody's talking about the other great fighters but at the same time it at least keeps boxing in the conversation so in, in that sense, is this good for golf? Ultimately, all this interest in Tiger? It's funny. This is like the ultimate sort of contrarian take, right? Like, is, is, is Tiger Woods' return bad for golf? And in, <laughs> well, in a sure. weird way, it sort of, it does underline the point, though, of like, this is what has been missing, and only Tiger Woods can bring it back. And he's 43, and he's probably not going to be doing this that long. I mean, there's a real argument to be made that this is it. Like, he's not going to do this again because the stars kind of aligned and everything worked out for him this week. Maybe, you know, I certainly wouldn't write him off now. Maybe he's going to go on this crazy streak and and do it all over again. But even if he does, there's got to be limitations on how long he can be at the, you know, forefront of the golf world again just because of his age. So he's kind of going to do his thing again. Everyone's going to fawn over tiger and then he's going to uh you know realistically retire from top flight competitive golf and the golf world will be left looking at itself going and going well now what because there was always kind of this hope that he would return and restore the sport to its former glory in terms of you know leading the sports cast and stuff but um it only, as you say, it only sort of underscores what it was like in his absence. Because now that he's back again, you're like, oh yeah, everyone's paying attention to golf again, and yeah. it's not going to last forever for sure. No, it's not. I mean, it's not like Tiger's going to, you know, say I did it, I'm done, I'm finished, I'm going to walk away. Obviously, he's going right. to stick around, but I don't know what we should expect, you know, the magic like that again, right? No, I mean, look, it's. It, it, I I think the feeling I had with the way this all unfolded was he is now a regular mortal in terms of relative to his peers. Any particular golfer can has to have a really really good week to win a major championship. Whether it was look at the guy who won it last year, Patrick Reed, 
won at Augusta and didn't win another major and would be on a list of guys who might win another one, but he also might not. I think Woods is kind of like that now where because of his age and because there's other guys who are also very good, uh, if it all works out for him, he can contend on a major at any you know given week if his health remains good. But he's not like he was in the in the peak in his peak in the early 2000s, where if he was playing well, nobody could touch him. He's not like that anymore. So mm-hmm. if everything works out, maybe he wins another major. Maybe he does challenge Jack Nicklaus's record of 18, which has seemed crazy <laughs> a week ago, but is now yeah. seems vaguely possible. So maybe that happens, but. I think it's more likely that we've we've seen him do really well, and maybe he contends for another couple uh, as his career winds down. But I, I just I'm still not there being able to imagine that he's going to be the dominant Tiger that he once was because it just seems like beyond implausible that somebody at 43 could you know be dominating these guys who are 20 years his junior. I think we've been kind of spoiled as as sports fans. And, and just off the top of my head, when I think in recent years of, of things where I said, holy crap, like this <laughs> yesterday, um, Las Vegas making the Stanley Cup Finals last year, Leicester City yep. winning the English Premier League, even LeBron James in 2016, they're down 3-1 and Cleveland wins the NBA championship. I, I look at those four things anyway, just off the top of my head, I'm like, that's insane. Like those things all happened relatively close to, to, to one another. Maybe I'm, I'm forgetting things that happened in the past, but it just seems like what a run of really insane sports things. Scott, am I, am I off base here? No, I don't think you are. I think um, there's been some some wild upsets. The the Vegas one is an interesting one. Not so much even that they did well in the playoffs, but the fact that they made the playoffs is, was even more remarkable in terms of an expansion team because they're just not supposed to be able to do that. And over the the you know an 82 game season, um, yeah, it's it's definitely been uh, some crazy results like that. And I don't think there's any larger lesson to be gleaned from it other than that sports <laughs> sometimes crazy stuff happens in sports. <laughs> exactly. and and his thing is is almost more complicated than all those things because of the recent history i mean the thing i just keep coming back to is like he so i covered the masters two years ago and he was there but only to like basically come in, go to the champions dinner and, and limp away. Like he didn't do any media. And, and the word we heard at the time was like, he just, he was in such bad shape that he couldn't, you know, even wouldn't want to have to like walk into a room and sit down and then get up again after the thing, because people just wouldn't, you know, there would be too much of a feeding frenzy and like, Oh my God, Tiger's barely able to walk kind of thing. So he came and left and we never saw him. And that was that. And to think that he ended up winning the tournament two years later is just absurd. And, you know, obviously he had a procedure that kind of was the magic solution to solving the neck and back problems that have been plaguing him for a number of years. But to, to think that, that you could go from that condition to champion, uh, in a couple of years is, is unbelievable. And, uh, yeah, I obviously we'll never see the likes of it again. No kidding. All right, so much more nationalpost.com. Scott, thanks so much for making some time for us here. Appreciate it. Okay. Take care. Have a good one. You too. Scott Stinson, national sports columnist for Post Media, nationalpost.com. Uh, he's also covering the, the Raptors in the NBA playoffs. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.